Welcome to Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. church for any length of time, you've probably heard the gospel presented a number of times. I would certainly hope that that's the case. The good news of Jesus can be shared in a variety of ways and a variety of styles with a variety of emphasis, depending on the listener and where they are at. We're going to see a variety of methods used throughout the book of Acts as we go. But however it is shared, the good news never comes just for the sake of itself. It presses for something more. Now that you know the good news, what are you going to do with it? What is our response supposed to be? As we share the good news with others, where should we be pointing them as a response to it? As Peter wraps up the first gospel presentation of the book of Acts, we can see what he did as he comes to the end of his speech and as the people look for an answer as to what's next, what do they do with this information. Acts chapter 2 verses 37 through 41 says, When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words he warned them, and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. So upon hearing the message of Jesus, the people are cut to the heart, Scripture says, not because Peter was such a fine speaker, but because the Holy Spirit was at work. Scripture says that it is only the Spirit that brings conviction of sin, and so we need to pray intensely and lean on him heavily whenever we are sharing Jesus with others. Anything more than this can easily fall into our own manipulation and guilt trip on people if we are not careful. The people are convicted and they look for a response. What do we do now? Peter tells them, first, repent. The Greek word for repentance points to the idea of change. Not just acknowledge your sin and be sorry for it, but change. Change your mind, change your heart, change your outlook and your way of thinking, change the path that you're on. It's a big word with a lot of meaning. Change what you're doing. Line your life up with Jesus and his word. For those of us who follow Jesus, this may have been a one-time event initially when we said yes to Jesus, but we also know that it's a lifelong journey of transformation as we more and more change our lives into the ways of Jesus. But it all starts with this initial call, repent, change things, follow Jesus, and not just repent, but be baptized as a sign of that repentance, as a sign of your sins being forgiven and washed away like dirt. It's one of the only religious rituals that Jesus specifically commanded us to do, but since he did, we do take it seriously. Once you have repented, once you have accepted Jesus, baptism is the act that every believer should walk through. It's staggering that the man standing up and so fearlessly proclaiming that Jesus is Lord is the same Peter who just around 50 days ago was so afraid for his life that he denied Jesus three times. 
But Peter too has been transformed from that selfish and self-centered blustering man that we met back in the Gospels. We now see a Christ-centered, other-centered man who leads thousands to Jesus on his first day of leading the new church. The difference is the Holy Spirit who comes to make us bold, who comes to transform us. He did that for Peter and he can do that for us as well. Take some time today to meditate on one of the last phrases that Peter speaks in today's passages. He tells the crowd, save yourself from this corrupt generation. Every generation is corrupt, of course, in its own way, but what does that mean for us in our generation? Are there changes we need to make in our lives? Are there areas that we need to repent of to change, even if we're already followers of Jesus? And if that is the case, then what will it take for us to actually do it in our own lives?